Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome into the Cap City Sportscast. My name is Callahan Sia. I cover the Monona Grove Silver Eagles, the McFarland Spartans, the Cambridge Blue Jays, the Deerfield Demons. Peter Limblad, sadly, is not with us today, but he covers uh, the Wanakee Warriors, uh, the DeForest Norskis, the, the Lodi Blue Devils, and also the Poinette Pumas. But luckily, I've got Ryan Gregory, though, in studio with me. Ryan, you cover Sun Prairie, the Sun Prairie East Cardinals, Sun Prairie West Wolves, Marshall Cardinals, and... Waterloo Pirates. Oh, Pirates. I almost said McKay's. I was like, no, that's hometown. That's hometown. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Waterloo Pirates. There we go. All good. I, you'd think by episode, what, 27, I would have known that by now. but Well, in your defense, I rarely say the mascots. I usually just say the school name. Yeah. So it's not burning your brain like I, you guys is. I got to start dropping the mascots. It's too much to remember. <laughs> Every time I get to like around like Cambridge, I'm always like, ah. Oh, Crap, where am yeah, I it's, it's a word salad by that point. It's You may as well just say the names of the schools. <laughs> Absolutely. But, hey, uh, yeah, this is episode 27, right? 27. All right. Should have looked beforehand, but whatever. <laughs> we kind of come on here. and Sometimes we don't always do the research on it, but that's that's what you get when you come with this podcast. So, yeah, Peter sadly unable to join us uh, today because he is having some car problems. So between your car problems and... And Peter's car problems, I am worried that the car problems are going to start coming my way at some point. Yeah, I, I hope that yours are cheaper because $1,000 later, my car is working fine again. And also, yeah, I did see the Saturn pull up. So I was like, all right, yep. good, good to see that's still moving in yep, the right Sheila direction. Sheila the Saturn is back to running form. Oh, it's, I'm, <laughs> I'm just knocking on wood with my car. But yeah, Peter had his brakes go out. And so I messaged, you know, the chat. I'm like, he was like, yeah, I had my brakes go out, going to be unable to make it. And I was like, are you okay? Yeah, right. And then he just responded with, here's my script for the podcast. And I'm like, I appreciate you. So know, that means no. I appreciate you, you know, being <laughs> such a, you know, a soldier and everything, but got to know if you're okay. The fine folk of Wanaki want to know, like, if you're doing all right. So I, I, I'm i assuming he's doing all right. But here's yeah. hoping. <laughs> yeah, unable to make the podcast, though, sadly. But we still luckily have, you know, a little bit of information, uh, that he has provided with, you know, some of the stuff that we plan to talk about today. So it just was basically going to be about mainly boys swim, going to state, and also to, you know, who's sending who to, you know, wrestling for boys and girls wrestling coming up this weekend. So I guess I'll start with Peter's, if I can zoom in on it. Uh, you want to actually, I'll start with you, Ryan, uh, with boys swim as I try to mess with Peter's thing. Um, Sun Prairie East and West, really strong showing in Division One. Yeah, you know, it's it's really a testament to the strong Sun Prairie swimming community because both East and West finished in the top half of the 41 teams in attendance there. Uh, Sun Prairie East gets bragging rights this time around, and they finished higher up uh, at 13th place of the 41 teams. Uh, Their best results came in the relays. uh, In the 200 medley, uh, Sean Gillade, Trevor Nicodemus, uh, Bennett Bratz, and Kobe Zander swam a time of 135.65 for 6th place. Uh, they also took 10th in the 400 free uh, relay and 12th in the 200 freestyle relay. Uh, Bratz also moved that that success over to the individual swims, took 9th in the 200 individual uh, individual medley and um, 12th in the 100 fly. Uh, Nick Demas also swam individually, uh, 10th in the 200 free and 15th in the 100 free. Um, as for Sun Prairie West, they uh, put up 46 team points for 16th place. So, you know, those teams ended up pretty neck and neck as we kind of said throughout the season that they had these different strengths that made them, uh, you know, kind of similar teams in, in different ways, if that makes sense. Uh, individually, Jonah Gunnick led the way for them. He was the only player on that roster with any state experience, and it showed up here. 
uh, fifth place in the 100 back with a time of 50 seconds and 20, 20 hundredths. Uh, he also swam the 100 free for them and got 12th. Uh, Zach Svensson took 12th as well in the 50 free. On the relays, did not go super well for the Wolves. The best they did was 11th in the 200 freestyle relay. Um, but, you know, uh, overall, Middleton runs away with the state championship. They won all three relays. They had three other uh, individual champs. And then Madison Memorial was also a top three team though, there. So, you know, it gives a little bit of context to always losing to them in, in the regular season. That, you know, this is the class of the state when it comes to boys wrestling. So never any, any shame in losing to uh, big eight opponents. Yeah, Middleton uh... – Middleton was a lot of fun. They had a big crowd there, and actually, like a pretty like large student section as well too. It was uh, cool. well when your team's that good, I'd go watch boys swimming too. Well, it was fun for me and enjoyable. They uh they had a bunch of kids like in the front row just all spell out Middleton on their chest and That's hey, awesome. and I'm like I love that <laughs> so much, and so it was good to see Middleton, you know, um, run away with an event like that. Um, for uh, just sticking with Division One though, for Wana Key, some of the stuff that Peter has. Says junior Brady Michaels uh, finished 20th in the 100-yard backstroke, nearly missing the school record with a time of 52.26 seconds. Uh, Michaels also finished 11th in the 200-yard individual medley with a season-best time of 1 minute and 56.57 seconds. Uh, senior Nolan Wallace took 14th in the 50-yard freestyle, tying his school record of 21.75 uh, Wallace also tied for 11th in the 100-yard backstroke, shattering the school record in a blistering 58-31 seconds. They also swam the 200-yard medley relay team, or swam the 200-yard medley, uh, which took 17th. So good for Nolan Wallace. You, you know, your last uh, run as a senior, and you tie your school record, and you also break another one. So, again, especially when you get into Division One and Wanakee being a smaller school in Division One, which seems weird to see. It's weird to say that Wanakee, you know, being a smaller school, uh, it's always good when you have those comparatively. Big, yeah, <laughs> when you have those big personal achievements like that. So great to see uh, Wallace and Michaels have such strong showing. And then when it came to to Division Two for uh, DeForest Carter O'Leary, a freshman, finished eighth in the 500-yard freestyle with the time of four minutes 58.15 seconds. Uh, they finished 26 in Division Two and also the 200-yard medley relay team of O'Leary, Bryce Morowski, Sean Colbrook, and Rhett Parker uh, took 15th overall in that uh, race. So good to see uh, uh, the Norskis have some representation for that. But I got to talk about, you know, what went on in Division Two. Or Actually, first I'll touch on Cambridge-Jefferson because I did have one swimmer there, Roman Leto. Uh, Roman Leto, I should say, uh, finished off his uh, career with uh, – 22.34 uh in the 50 yard freestyle to take 14th in the event so he uh earned a pr for that uh run so it was good to have you know your best race of the season be at state so he got to finish 14th uh two-time state qualifier he might go uh walk on at uw milwaukee he do does plan on attending milwaukee uh swimming is up in the air right now so it was good to see roman get to state you know jefferson cambridge was kind of hit and miss on reporting this year, so I didn't know like too much about the team, but I knew uh, Leto was one of the guys that I wanted to keep my eyes eyes on, and mm-hmm. yeah, had a strong showing, and also too a good uh, supporting cast at state as well. Too a bunch of people came out in attendance, and he also had mentioned uh, in, in his post race interview that he wouldn't have gotten to state without the team. So he said it was you know a whole team effort. So it was great to see you know that kind of like humbleness as well too mm-hmm. uh, from him. But 
I gotta talk about this Division Two race though, because it came down to basically Shorewood, McFarland, and Rhinelander, mm-hmm. and it was just a fun race throughout. Uh, Shorewood and McFarland were basically neck and neck throughout, but Rhinelander jumped McFarland for the second spot, and they were actually able to jump uh, for the top spot as well too, uh, in Division Two, uh, becoming. The, I heard someone mention I forget. who who it was but they're basically like a team that far up north hasn't won in so long like basically like either a smaller madison school or a smaller milwaukee school has won the division two mm-hmm. uh championship so it was great to see uh, you know a school like rhinelander get some love but mcfarland was able to finish second over shorewood uh meat came down to the last race uh and the 400 yard freestyle team of patrick sabala load holes shane to beast Luke Morrison and Lion Hall uh, won the 400-yard freestyle, which gave McFarland uh, the second-place trophy by one and a half points. So they won the Spartans won that freestyle relay, and then also too they won the 200-yard uh, individual medley uh, relay, which consisted of Hall, uh, Preston Nygaard, Tapis, and Zabala Lodhos. Uh, and they earned a PR in that event as well too. Uh, and then the other winner of the night was Lion Hall in the 200-yard backstroke. He broke the school record uh, with a new time of 51.19 seconds. Then Hall also was on the podium for a third-place finish in the 200-yard freestyle, which he earned a PR in. Uh, in the 50-yard freestyle, Zabawa, Lodholz, and Tabis were uh, second and third, respectively. And Tabis also finished second in the 100-yard butterfly. Uh Isabel Lodholz uh, earned a personal bus in the 100-yard freestyle. I forgot to write down what time he got or what place he got. I want to say he got third in that event. And then uh, Luke Morrison also finished uh, sixth in the 200-yard individual medley. So a uh, bunch of swimmers there at state. Basically, everyone got a PR except for, like, two guys. But even then, like, any anyone that was, a, like, a swimmer, basically, for the Spartans helped them get, you know, that Division two. Uh, state runner-up. So a bunch of those guys come back. The only guy that's not going to return is Bala Lodhol since he is the uh, since he is a senior on that roster, along with a couple other guys. But at least Bala Lodhol has the one with uh, the state experience uh, and is more prevalent on those relays as well too. Uh, he is up in the air on his swimming future right now, so we'll have to see what he does there. But yeah, like it's r- the future for the McFarland Spartans program is really promising with you know Hall. Nygaard, uh, Tabis, all coming back again next year. So yeah, absolutely, it, it'll be interesting to keep an eye on them. So that wraps up state swim and the uh, swimming season. But wrestling uh, is about to be the next sport that wraps up here pretty soon. But Ryan, it sounds like a whole bunch of success happened in Marshall, Waterloo, and Sun Prairie as well too. Yeah, you know it's going to be a busy weekend for all three of those schools because all three will be mul- will be uh, represented with multiple wrestlers. We'll start with. Uh, Marshall and Waterloo. As for Waterloo, no sectional champions, but uh, at 106, Avery Skalitsky, only a freshman, makes it for uh, for the Pirates. Trevor Ferrari at 160 makes it with a second-place finish. And then on the girls' side of things, uh, Michaela Llewellyn went unchallenged in her weight class to advance to the state finals. So, you know, second straight year that Waterloo sends a girl to the state finals, which is very cool. And and as we touched on earlier in an in earlier podcast, now that is at the UW Cole Center as well, instead yes. of being way out in lacrosse, which is cool. Yes, I like how it's all one big uh, sport, as uh, 
it, I believe wrestling is the fastest growing female sport yeah. in America right Makes now. Makes sense. So, yeah, definitely great to see all those kids get some shine up uh, in the same area, basically. Absolutely. You know, um, it, it, sh- it shows great depth for uh, Warloose program because both Llewellyn and Skalitsky are freshmen. Tar- Ferrari's only a junior. So, you know, it shows their staying power that this isn't just like a couple seniors flash in the pan. Uh, as for Marshall, uh, Tucker Cobb and Drew Johnson will be going for them. No, no shock here for Johnson, who was a both a conference champion and a regional champion. Uh, takes home second at sectionals. Uh, Tucker Cobb really had to battle for it uh, down at 126, but he he punches a ticket, and then Marshall sends their first girl to the state finals ever, Leah Olson. So uh, some history being made this year, and then uh, we'll bump up to Sun Prairie quickly. They will have five representatives. I did my math wrong a little bit earlier, but. Uh, Chris Anderson, no shock, uh, made it last year at 106, is now wrestling at 120. Um, had a shoulder injury last year, is fine now, has only lost two matches this entire entire season. Took second at his regional. Uh, also going will be Parker Olsen, who took second at his bracket. Dylan Muhlenberg, who won his sectional, very impressive there. And then two girls for them, Sophia Bassino and Bopa Quintana, which are both returning state participants for Sun Prairie. Uh, very uh very interesting to see for those two. I think uh, Bopa has a very good chance of winning state in her in her bracket, and I believe she's entering as the, as the top seed. So uh, it, very very interesting uh, storylines to watch for this weekend. Yes, I, those names do sound familiar from when I covered the girls wrestling tournament. Yep. I do believe uh, both of them medaled as well. Too. Yeah, they both medaled last okay. year. So yeah, definitely hoping that would definitely be cool if uh, you had a. You know, a girl like win state that'd be really yeah, cool. So absolutely, uh, and yeah. So I guess I'll go to Peters back to Peters uh, with Lodi and everything like that because I'm sure because I saw they're sending a bunch. So let's see here. He says at team sectionals hosted by the Blue Devils, atmosphere was electric. Lodi opened up by defeating seventh ranked Winnicani, uh, 43-24 as Evan Stevenson, Mason Lane, Henry. Copen and Drew Lochner got pins. That that went and sent them to the championship match against number one ranked Prairie Duchene, who had won the last four matches to rally from a 26-16 deficit to win 32-26. Was quite a run for Lodi, who did not enter the season ranked and only had one state returning uh, wrestler in Zane Lick. Uh, they are sending six wrestlers, though, to individual state, including defending state champion Licht, who is 82-6 and six so far this year at 152. Owen Brunig, 48-24 uh, and 24 at 138. Kyler Clemens, 160. Mason Lane, uh, at 182. Isaiah Brokops at 195. And Henry Copen at 285. So, yeah. No shocker there that Lodi has, you know, because that's just their bread and butter. They are just a strong wrestling program up there. So no shocker that they're sending all those kids to the state. Uh, but also, too, Wanakee sending three wrestlers to state. Mason Spear, 41 and 18 with 23 pins at 106. Uh, Gabe Gerleski, uh 30 and 15 at 138. And then also, too, as we mentioned, the girls' side, Caitlin uh, Otteson, uh at 120 for the girls' state meet. And I just realized uh, for my Deerfield uh, recap, I forgot to write the girls uh, wrestler in their crap. That's exciting. Um, <laughs> point at um, Ashton Meister uh, will be uh, representing the Pumas at 138. James Amster at uh, 160. Uh, Jackson Geithner at 220. Isaiah Gower, 120. Uh, 
Meister might be the best chance for a title, Peter thinks, as he's gone 46-10 and 10 with 28 pins. Amateur is strong, too, as he's got a 45-14 and 14 record with 32 pins. And then also, uh, DeForest not uh, sending anybody uh, to state, but they did have two wrestlers wrap up at sectionals. Uh, Erol Romais and Lucas Evans both reached sectionals, but uh, Romais lost a 9-7 decision to Xavier Denman of Monona Grove, who I'll get into in a second, and Evans also lost by technical fall. All right, so that's all of Peter's stuff. And then, so now getting back to my side of the bracket, uh, I do have a state rep. Uh, state wrestler going uh, and representing the Cambridge Blue Jays, and that's going to be Clayton Stenjem at 113. Sorry, I had to mess with my phone there for a second. There's so much <laughs> going on here. All right. So, yeah, Clayton Stenjem is going to be going at 113. Uh, first boy wrestler to qualify for the Demon, uh, for the Blue Jays since 2019. Uh, speaking of the girls' state tournament, they had Avery uh, Sia in 2022. Right. Uh, but she is no longer with the program now. So uh, Clayton was the one to represent the uh, Cambridge on the boys' side. So he uh, got third at 113, uh, won a 7-6 decision uh, in the third-place match, was tied 6-6 going into the third period, got an escape, and that's what got him the win. Uh, so he will be advancing to state on Thursday uh, to face Jackson Preston in the first round. So Stun Jim's got 40 wins on the year. So let's see how he does. Um, and then the rest of the Cambridge wrestlers wrapped up their season. So Mason Sonnenberg, uh, Aiden Spurley, uh, Gunnar Spurley, uh, Joe Downing, and Jermaine Flam Presley uh, all were eliminated in their sectional bouts. And then also, too, to flip over to Deerfield Wrestling, uh, Ruben Bach nearly made it to state uh, with the fourth-place finish at 106. He went one in, he went 2-2 two and two in the weight class, uh, scored a pinfall, uh, but yeah, scored two pinfalls, but uh, was pinned in the third place match. Um, and then Santana Hayes and uh, Hayden Frazier uh, were also competing at sectionals on the boys' side as well too. Uh, and they lost their both their opening matches. But seasons are uh, next year is going to be bright for the Demons uh, because all those guys are you know returning again, and you know I expect maybe another one or two guys to have strong performances. Also too, Caitlin uh, Suick also competed at sectionals i will have to write up that little recap as well too though and get it in next week's edition so i apologize for that <laughs> um yeah literally as soon as you brought up girls i was like oh yeah that's right deerfield has a uh wrestler on the team but yeah suik was pretty solid though for the demons so uh it'll be exciting to get her back as well too mgm not sending anybody to state uh xavier denman scored the lone win which was over uh the kid from deforest uh but then Denman lost his next two matches, and then uh, everyone else, Luke Rucks, Chaston Doutzer, uh, Kaleo Cardoso, uh, Austin Nichols, and Nick Gallagher all lost uh, in their opening matches, so they their seasons came to a close. But what's exciting, though, about the, for the MGM program, all those guys should come back next year. And again, youth movement in full swing, basically, for all my wrestling teams. Absolutely. And the same thing with the Blue Jays. All those guys, except for Gunnar Spurley, who's a senior, come back as well, too. So. Yeah. Uh, definitely excited to see the youth moment in full swing. So we still got a little bit of time, though. Uh, I want to toss it over to you, though, because you have uh, some updates from your favorite sport because I know you've just been dying to get into hockey the past couple weeks. I love me some hockey. Yeah, I'll, I'll try and touch on as many of our teams as I can just looking at this uh, at the bracket right in front of me right now. But um, I'll take care of Peter's business first. Uh, DeForest was a 13 seed. 
uh, in sectional three, division one. That's where you're going to find most of our teams for boys hockey. Uh, that is the lowest seed, and they showed it in their game against number four seed Madison Memorial, losing nine to nine to zero in the regional opener. Uh, Wanaki did get a win. They beat uh, on Alaska uh, seven to three in the first round. Wanaki was a six seed, uh, but then they were up against number three Middleton, and they lost seven to one. A uh, similar story for Sun Prairie, um, who I just clicked the wrong button there. <laughs> Sun Prairie entered as a seven seed, and they had a dramatic game against Madison West. It uh, goes to OT. Sun Prairie holds on for a 4-3 win with a with a sudden death goal, which was awesome. And then they run into Edgewood, um, the team that's knocked them out four years in a row uh, of the WIA state tournament, and so it's only fair that they lose 4-0 to to Edgewood. Oof. Yeah, there's, uh, there, there's some kind of justice there, <laughs> poetic justice there. Uh, so area teams are still going. Middleton will play Edgewood, and Verona will play Sauk Prairie for a chance to go to that uh, sectional to become sectional champion. And also, uh, Janesville's still alive. That's a team that I've uh, been keeping my eye on, certainly. Yeah. Very fun uh, over on the other side of the bracket. Yeah, the Bluebirds, uh, i got to represent. Uh, I, I guess it's technically my hometown. I was born in Janesville, so, like, you mm. know, like the Bluebirds, very solid program, yeah. and they've been to, you know, state a couple times. So I uh, would definitely love to see the Bluebirds get back and uh, have that buzz be going good in the city. Uh, also, too, another area team, though, that's still uh, alive as of recording, as we record on a Tuesday, because, again, snowfall is going to be potential on Thursday. Got to yep. love it, right? But Monona Grove Boys Hockey, still alive. Uh, they scored an upset win over Wapan, an exciting back-and-forth game. Uh, I believe it was 6-5 was the final. No team yep. led by more than a goal. Tyson Turner, uh, an all-conference player from last year, uh, scores the game winner quickly into overtime off a rebound shot. Uh, which advances the Silver Eagles and kind of forced me to change up my uh, coverage plans a little bit because I was like, I don't know how they'll do against Wapan. I'm covering state swim, and I was focused, you know, on covering basketball all throughout. So I'm going to make the trip over to Fond du Lac for a little bit tonight nice. and uh, cover uh, the Silver Eagles. It helps that they're playing at 530. Yeah. It helps that they're they playing at 530. Back here. So, yeah gonna whip up there and then whip down to cambridge to cover cambridge girls basketball since they uh they have that first round game against wisconsin heights so expect oh. them to roll so it's yeah like, they should roll them. yeah Jeez. so might as well get some good good art while i can and so yeah i will be doing a lot of running around yeah no kidding this week was uh <laughs> i guess with uh playoffs starting up still for you know girls basketball and everything what are you looking at for your coverage plans well, I, well, the, the choices were made for me. Uh, Marshall drew Waterloo, and Sun Prairie East drew Sun Prairie West. So, are right, same day or different days? Different days, okay. thankfully. Yeah. Um, uh, Marshall and Waterloo play each other tonight, uh, Tuesday, February twenty-first. And thankfully, since uh, East and West are D one, they will be playing on Friday. Uh, so I'll, I'll be able to attend both of them. I was a little worried when I saw that they had drawn each other. I was like, oh, geez, I'm gonna have to miss one of these, and it's gonna be a nightmare. I would I would have to go watch Marshall and Waterloo since they they split their season series and it's uh yeah that one I expect to be a really good game. Yeah, no uh, offense to West versus East, but like I mean that that's one, been it's a like bloodbath you, both times. You've got a rivalry and also too it's like it's so up in the air as well yeah. too. Mm-hmm. And wouldn't that be something for Waterloo? You go into this t- uh, losing so many years, thirty one straight losses in the rivalry. They get the win, but then also too to get a playoff win to knock them out, mm-hmm. swing the rivalry in a whole different direction. And especially do it on the road. This will be at Marshall tonight, Ooh. so hopefully it's a packed house. I mm-hmm. do like Marshall's gym as well too. It's a very nice gym, intimate, but it's like 
modern feeling enough yes. that it's uh yeah it's a cool place to watch basketball 100 percent. absolutely and so uh i'll give a shout out to uh both mcfarland boys and girls basketball they clinched their conference titles this week mcfarland did it uh yesterday against Blake turner i was thinking about going to that game but i decided not to with all the traveling that i did on friday and saturday going to waukesha and then also as well to tonight i said i'm taking a day to just relax yep <laughs> uh and, and like you know recharge my battery so that way i'm ready to go tonight and then uh deerfield yeah uh, mcfarland uh beat second place turner to clinch the title which talking to coach jeff meinhold uh was on the seven year anniversary of when they won their first rock valley conference title mm. so it was good to see mcfarland which you know they've been so dominant as of late i was like oh that's interesting only two conference titles uh but good for the spartans um, and then tr- heading over to the Trailway South, uh, both the Deerfield girls basketball team and Deerfield boys basketball team clinched their conference titles. Deerfield girls did it last week, uh, and it was cool seeing them cut down the nets and everything like that, which is something I thought they didn't do in high school because, you know, obviously high school budgets yeah. and everything like that. <laughs> I was like, ooh, uh, that'll be interesting, but great for all those kids to go up and, you know, cut off a piece of the nut. And then Deerfield boys did it last night. They beat Abundant Life, uh, St. Ambrose, so Cal Fisher, 20 point game as again so uh no shocker that both the, the demons you know won their conference titles but it's one of those things you never know yep uh what's gonna happen and then i guess also for my coverage plans because i kind of hit on them a little bit uh, yeah hitting up boys hockey and girls basketball tonight and then hopefully if everything goes smoothly with no cancellations or anything like that because you know we are in winter uh hitting up deerfield girls basketball on friday because that's gonna be i believe their uh one home game uh, depending on how the bracket shapes up. And then assuming McFarland and Monona Grove are still standing on Saturday, I'm probably going to hit up both of them on Saturday since nice. they'll be like right next to each other. So. Yeah, weather permitting. Yeah, again, so it's going to be interesting because uh, Monona Grove got that one seed uh, in the Division Two bracket, but then McFarland got that two seed. We were kind of touching on stuff a little bit beforehand about, you know, how seeding went. I probably would have given McFarland the one seed over Monona Grove considering they beat yeah. them as well too. Yeah, But, you That's know, tough. hey – that's the one nice thing it's still in madison and and, you know if what's nice it's like not a drastic change where it's like all right you're gonna run into monona grove and mcfarland eventually so might as well see which team's the best yep so yeah looking forward though uh to all the like the basketball stuff coming up uh should be a lot of fun you got any dark horse teams you think could make a run in the tournament uh girls or boys uh i'll do girls for you since we um me personally no, I don't think that anyone is. Um, I, I think height's the issue. I don't, none of my teams have much height to really be a. When, when you get into the tournament of, of this stage, you just need, you know, a post mauler or at least someone that can stop a post mauler, which is uh, a problem for all four of those teams. Uh, I, I would say less, the least of which would be Sun Prairie West. But, you know, they just lost to. LaFollette last night, they let Elena West score 36 on them. So, you know, they've shown some vulnerabilities. I don't know if anyone's exactly a a dark horse to make a run, but if it it had to be anyone, I would say Sun Prairie West, obviously. So then I guess do you have any dark horse predictions on the boys' side at all, or is it just kind of same boat? Um, I I could definitely see Sun Prairie West putting some together just because of how much of a volume score Chris Davis Jr. is. I mean, the kid, for like the last 10 games, I think he's put up more than 30 points in six of them. Like, he's been insane. And so they have the ability to catch anyone. Like, they almost beat Middleton. They should have beaten Verona. Just um, they're right on the cusp there, and there's only, you know, 
two starting seniors on that team. So they'll be around, but um, we'll, we'll see if they can put it together in this year's tournament. Yeah, it's going to be uh, interesting. Just there's so much talent coming out of like that Division One sectional. Yeah, it's and insane. It, and especially like we kind of hit on it a little bit, and there's a little bit of goofiness with the seating with Madison Memorial that getting, is... a ten, getting a 10 seat. <laughs> Malpractice for Madison Memorial to be so low. But still, it's like the amount of teams you're just going to run into before you there even get no out. There are no easy games in that section. Even like big, when you look at the big eight, like Janesville Parker, like Trey Miller could go off for 40 basically any night. Like you're talking about Chris Davis with the out, offensive output. Like there's just so many guys in like where it's like in the big eight where it's like. The big eight was awesome this year. They could have a night. So I'm really hoping at, Very least, good conference. Te- at least at one team from the big eight gets out of there. But we'll have to save uh, our deep dive in for the boys basketball season uh for another time especially when peter's here as well yeah too. i think next up is going to be the big basketball one. Oh yeah we'll, we'll, probably, we'll, do a, we'll do wrestling recap and then probably get get into the weeds of basketball and also too we'll probably have to do one changes we could potentially make to the state tournament that'd be one i'd like to get into mm. just because it's like i have a feeling attendance is going to be low again this year i hope not but uh, i have i have a not. feeling so yeah we'll have to see what happens so yeah best of luck uh to all the state uh wrestlers that are going to be uh wrestling at the Cole Center this week. Uh, and best of luck to our girls' basketball teams uh, that partake in the playoff uh, journey. So for my colleague, Ryan, and also, too, Peter says uh, goodbye. Uh, so I'm <laughs> Callahan Seed, and we'll see you guys next time. Thank you.